0: Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And today we are going to talk about a living legend. I mean, we talk about all living legends, but this one, this one literally had a near-death experience recently. And so we felt like we had to talk about him. I say top two producer, hands down in the hip-hop community, worked with Dre Up. Uh, Man, I already gave up the name. Look at this. He worked with himself. He worked with himself. He did. He worked with himself, right? He worked with Snoop. He worked with Eminem, The Game, Kendrick. Man, I already said his name. Dr. Dre.
1: Let's go. Let's go. What would you big think deal. about the person? I, a, a big huge. deal, man. Over 100 million records per, sold worldwide that he produced. right. Mm. Over 100 million records sold worldwide. Uh, A net worth, let's just say for the safe side, north of 700 million. right. Obviously a producer. Created and made his own album, but also co-founder of Beats by Dre. So we're
0: we're doing too much. We're saying too much. Let's get into (laughs) the intro. Saying too much.
2: Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force. But more
2: importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most.
0: So welcome to episode 16 Look, I'm getting better. Normally, I don't say the episodes, but I'm trying to get better. All right. And of course, every week we go over the review of the week, which I've seen y'all comments. I know I mess up in all of them. This is literally a segment. So welcome to the review of the week. <laughs> hey. This one's coming by L.S.Y. Boy 100. If that was an I. Then I-S-Y boy 100, okay? Here we go. Listen, I'm just trying to cover all, cover it all, right? My thoughts. What's up, Nikki and Moose? I just listened to the first episode of 2021 all the way through, and I received so much value and insight from Inky. I love that you are, you all are doing and keeping up the great work. And keep up the great work. <clears throat>
1: I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it
0: right once. I'm going to get it right once.
1: No, you got cons- to <laughs> <you stay consistent. laughs> be consistent. I know, why? be consistent. I
0: need you to be consistent in messing up. Yeah. Honey?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Look, you. shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. We read them. We appreciate you. We would not be here without you. But let's get into this episode because, yo, we... Really almost lost him. We really like he had a brain aneurysm or something like that. Like he's been on the blogs this whole time and we saw so many celebrities just show memories of him like, yo, we're praying for you and everything like that. And it was only right for us to be like, you know what, let's pay our tribute of some sort to him. Uh, the way we know how to, which is showing it on our platform. But um, Moose, what what did you think about when uh, you saw the news that he was in the hospital?
1: Yeah, it came out of nowhere, man. And also to see like his health and some some of the family issues that he was going through were happening at the same time. I think there were even rumors, you know, of just some theft happening. So it's like, man, here's somebody going through a lot, but also he's accomplished and, and meant a lot for culture, for music, for hip-hop first and foremost, so it's like, to your point, it's only right that we pay our our respect and and keep up our tradition in trying to honor people while they're still here.
0: Now, here's my question, and I'm going to take a little detour of how we usually start it, but so one of the things that what we do with the show is that we do all the research, look up the clips and everything like that, and... Dre is, like, hardly any interviews, especially recently, right? And so I kind of want to flip that a little bit to you, Moose, because... So we saw about he, him in the hospital, right? Um, we're not a gossip site. We're not TMZ. But we're I'll mention for three seconds, clearly he's going through a divorce, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now... He is a very private person. Is this the de- the downside of being a private person? Because he isn't always out there on social media. He isn't always out there on interviews. The media can mold a celebrity, a person who, who has stats out of the wazoo and is a legend. They paint him and can only believe whatever side is being verbal is yeah. that the downside of being quiet of still keeping that kind of old you know I'm not putting my business out there to the world thing but does that allow others to paint a picture that may or may not be true I'm not I don't know the story so I'm not defending any yeah. situation whether it's medical issues or family issues I'm just speaking from a general uh, thing of are we in this day and age almost obligated to tell our own story and protect our legacy so others won't portray it in a certain kind of light? I wanted to get your thought process with that.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I think it's only right. You know, I, I love uh, even some of the things that you've taught about uh on other episodes or on your lives where you talk about you control your own narrative even if there have been bad things that have happened in your life well start stacking good content the good that you're accomplishment or accomplishing so that you can push that stuff further down into the search pages so to your point i I think we've seen a great example of this and we covered it with will smith when he got they got out in front of the news sites and said, no, 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 no. we're going to cover our own story. We're going to tell it the way we want to say it and more importantly, leverage it on our own platform. So absolutely, it's definitely a downfall, you know, to an extent, because if you don't have that relationship with someone, if your voice is not being heard, then you leave it to other people to uh, continue to make up stories and tell it however it needs to be told unless you're, you know, someone who really knows how to utilize that. I would say one of the more talented people is Drake, right? He, he actually is comfortable with people talking about him and, and boiling up his name in a lot of different areas. And he sometimes now uses that as leverage in his music, in his videos to even further enhance his platform. But, and I'm not speaking to age per se, but I'm not sure if Dr. Dre, you know, if that's his move, I guess time will only tell, but yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the, the things that come with it.
0: I think at the same time, like because you brought up Drake, right? Even even him, when he addresses some of the things like uh, the Rap Radar interview, um, some of the things he seemed almost kind of like bitter and like still heard about. Yeah. But I think that is the the downfall of fame. Because you look crazy speaking so much about it, like a Cardi B. No offense, Cardi. I'm just saying sometimes it looks crazy, right? But then you could go silent and not say anything and let one person say something crazy. Now everybody is believing it until you say different, Mm -hmm. right? Until you finally come out and be like, cool, because with the Drake thing and not go too off topic, but when we remember the battle about, you know, the kid situation, Pusha T said, boom, dude got a kid and you ain't hear nothing about it for the longest. And then a bar of I'm not hiding my kid from the world. I'm hiding the world from my kid, all this, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, it's like, oh, OK, OK, we feel better now. Drake addressed right. it. Right. right. But it took so long so then the narrative of trash 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 how could you do that oh my god I just don't I think a lot of people want to rush to the fame and want to be in the limelight but the responsibility of sometime letting other people create this narrative of you can be very scary yeah 100%. very scary I don't look 100%. I didn't mean to start off like that but I just I wanted to shake it up a little bit because I I was really thinking about that because it is a situation. You know, what people are saying about his divorce is a situation. What people are saying about his health is a situation. We will never know the truth until he speaks on it. And then is that the truth? So I don't know. I I was looking at the ups and downs of being quiet, of being that celebrity like we've gone over with like a – j cole with uh you know even a jay-z and stuff like that like is that still a smart move in 2021
1: yeah yeah i I would hope he's documenting in some form right Mm. i can understand if your form of documentation is in media because quite frankly it's it's not really my priority or it's not my first love right but I'm, but I'm documenting in another format right now because I'm understanding the importance of you've got to document somehow. Right. Even, even just to, to commemorate your own life. Like you, you want to have something to show to your children at some point or your grandchildren to show like, hey, here's what life was like during COVID-19 or during the pandemic or, you know, in this era, in this generation, in this memory. So I, I think you would hope that if he's not choosing social media, then he's using another format to document what's happening. You know, we go back to episode fourteen with Inky, and you remember the part where he talked about I have a journal for each one of my children mm-hmm. so that I can tell them about the decisions that I made for them, which they may not understand right now at their age, but later down the line they can go back and read that that's a you know that's a form of documentation that can really help people keep memory or, or gain understanding and perspective from what it was like walking in your shoes.
0: But see, even, okay. we Okay. We really may be going off topic, but this is cool. Right. Uh, yeah. Follow me with this. So since you brought up Inky, it's funny because even from a standpoint of being, putting your business all out there or being super silent, even goes from a materialistic thing. Right. Um, I don't, To still bring up Dr. Dre, I don't know how big or how many cars he has and everything like that, right? Still very to himself. Same thing with Inky. Um, Shout out to Jose. He went to, to Inky's house and he was like, yo, inspired. You just have to see this place. And you will never see it on social media. But yet other people in where the area that Inky lives are super flashy, like yo, this is here. This is what I have. This is all the great stuff, right? It's like, what are you doing this for? I think it also goes with that That's with Dre. That's good, um, and and we'll get into that with the probably with this next clip, right? The very first clip is you can hear in Dr. Dre's uh, tone and actions of how he deals with his career is that he does it for the art he does it for creativity right he doesn't necessarily do it for the fame and all that great stuff it's for himself and for other things and and we'll get all into that but it's just like there's such a what is it is there a happy medium in in the world with I'm all out there or I'm all not like yeah and at least in our circles I don't know yeah but yeah Shout out to the podcast people Because you're getting really what a Facebook live show would be But hey, we're here, we're here So let's get into this first clip so you are not so lost
2: Right now I have to like really, really search hard To find something that I really like as far as hip hop goes But I think it's just about the substance Right now it feels like it's a little more quantity over quality Made a song last night, I need to put it out tomorrow What are you going to dedicate yourself to? The art or the money? You know, it's that simple.
0: You want to go first? Because I did a whole segment.
2: (laughs) Wow,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll take this one just because uh, I think even when we were reviewing the clips, I'm like, okay, you had me at, (laughs) right? This clip right here, art over money. Mm -hmm. And and truth be told, man, I think this is so critical because, and, and we'll expand on this process a little bit later, but of course, the one thing that at least I think our generation probably remembers Dre a little bit more for, just from recent activity, is Beach by Dre, right? Like that's the thing that is most relevant to him. Yep. But when you think about why Beats by Dre was created, it came and stemmed from his love and passion for music. It was recognizing that, man, we're creating such great music. We're really put, as a producer, of course, that that's his, his first trade as a producer, the sound of how the music is, is probably the most important thing of that process for me, right? Of course, I want the, the, the lyrics or the substance to be great, but that's an important part of it as well. So he started to recognize with a large part of music going now digital and into streaming, right, people are no longer really just listening from their car or from their home where they have better sound system, that there was a tremendous gap in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So again, and and we'll expand more on the business side of Beats by Dre, but just understand that that only came about because he was frustrated with people walking around with headphones, not getting the sound quality that he wants. So you can argue, well, hey, uh, his desire for this made him a billionaire. No, but it stemmed from wanting to create a better experience for the users so that they can consume the art that he made with him and his artist, you know, however you want to look at it. So I think, man, this is such a a genuine uh, and an authentic clip because it stems from a true passion, right? It's like, what are you really doing it for? Is it for the art or for the money? And quite frankly, in 2021, either side is okay but just pick one, right? Like, don't be the one that's continuing to hop back and forth and you're about the art today, but you're about the money tomorrow and 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 you, you got to pick one because I think although he is about the art and he really claims that, he at one point also partnered himself with Jimmy, right, which I think created a great dynamic. And again, we'll touch on that, I think, in some other clips as well. But yeah, to start it off, I love that, you know, it's this passion for the art and staying true for nearly 30-plus years that gets him the opportunity to have what he has today.
0: And, and that's crazy because, like I said, going back to, like, the, the years that we're in, mm-hmm. and he mentioned it, like, quality over quantity kind of thing. In this year, quantity is everything. Like, we get a new song every day. We get a new product, get a new service every single day, right? And is the ones who try to still keep the old model of the limited kind of luxury kind of vibe, are they losing? But I think it goes based off how do you look at things, Right. Because uh, if we look at a Kendrick Lamar, right, he doesn't put out new stuff all the time. There's still some selective few that can still kind of do that. You know, I'm going to go into the craft. I'm going to master it. I'm going to put certain things out, but I'm not going to put it out all the time. Right. Um, I think the body of work that you're going to get is important and it has to be almost like a masterpiece than just something to feed the streets, right? But when we look at today, we look at how social media is, how music is, how even fashion is, right? There's so much more going out on a regular basis than maybe before, like if we think of even fashion, we were looking forward to fall collection, summer collection. We wouldn't really get anything in between those particular times, right? We look at music, there were certain albums that were dropping. You may get a mixtape here and there, but there were certain albums that you were looking forward to. Yo, five more months to. Uh, this person drops d m x is dropping next year stuff like that, and that format is no not really no longer in existence but it's very rare and it's almost not recommended for those who are starting so I love how him where he is now and how he's always been has really not done it necessarily for money, but he does it for the craft and art. But my question is, is it because of the era that he was, if that he was done, like, can he still do that? If he came out this year, I think that that's where, but my, my other question is if, he came out this year would there be a sound bef- like who would have taken his place to where we are at the place it is right now so what i mean by that is did he come in a time to form what we know as hip-hop you know And to create the certain artists that we have, because even in this year, and I could be wrong, there are like when it comes to Eminem, we could clearly see it in certain artists like a Joyner Lucas. Right. Um, And for all my hip hop heads, I'm going to go there for all my non. I apologize. I'm going to catch you up in a little bit. okay? but um, you see maybe a Kendrick Lamar with a D Smoke. Right, you may see who resembles Snoop, like in this age. I don't think anybody has, yeah, really uh, done a Snoop very well.
1: Not a sound, maybe the aura, like a Wiz Khalifa, but even he is still right. a little, yeah,
0: right. But we could see certain people um, kind of take that that influence. And that kind of vibe. But even when you look at a Kendrick who was crafted by Dre and a D Smoke, D Smoke is coming out with way more music than what Kendrick did. I just think we, we have to look at the model of, of past. We can only admire it. I don't think we can copy it anymore. I think there are certain things we can copy. Um, the, the maybe certain projects we could use that model with, but I don't necessarily think that if Dre was to come out this year or even last year, he could enjoy and become as successful as he is if he started last year with the, the, um, the, with his mindset and how he goes about it. But we are still waiting for this detox album. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't, you know, um, but it was something to think about when he said that, because I was like, it's so true, but is it relevant now? Like, can we really tell artists now? Yep. Quality over quantity. They'll get beat each time. Because it's who is in the people's faces. You may even be losing money, but that goes the same way as branding. Like, do you want to be an available, always available kind of brand or an exclusive brand? You know, how do, how do you want to brand yourself? How do you want to pitch yourself? One may make more money, one may not. One may work more, one may not. But at the same time, well, actually, let me go to the next clip before I say the work ethic. Let me go to this next clip. Hold on. Hold on. I just wanted to do that. Don't mind me.
2: (laughs) Tradition. I've been in the game close to 27 years, and I've actually thought about this just recently. Out of the entire 27, my 27-year 27 career, there's only been two weeks that I've been out of the studio. There's, mm. I've never been out of the studio longer than two weeks in my entire career. That's how much love I have for this thing that I do. So that's the thing, just the passion that you have for it, and really, really put your all into it. Let's okay. go. Uh
1: see how brolic my man was right there Dre, and, uh, so
0: real quick uh there was this one interview that they were like um sir are, you're like 50 and you are brolic what is going on like what's happening for for you non-new yorkers brolic means very swole very um fit his muscles are huge <laughs> Uh, However you want to deal with this, um, for you non-New Yorkers, we apologize. But um, he was saying, look, it it got to a point where I was investing in things that could be replaced. And you can't replace me. Like, when I'm gone, I'm gone. So I have to put the investment back in myself for longevity. I was like, I'm not purchasing anything maybe i will maybe i will buy that bike (laughs)
1: right 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 right.
0: maybe i will buy that bike um i'm not mentioning them because they don't sponsor this podcast but (laughs) anyways so um to the clip right work ethic crazy to think that he has not taken a day off like to like from very very beginning to now is crazy, right? Um, but it shows that it's not. It doesn't when it doesn't feel like work to the person. He can go forever. Do you know how much music is probably in the archives that we won't know until maybe possibly he dies. Like, do you. Right. Do you know the the legacy that he's not only already created, but has in a vault that is last longer than probably seven careers combined? Because every single day he's doing what he loves. Right. And going back to the whole, you know, quality over quantity kind of thing. My man has quantity. My man has hundreds and thousands of beats of songs and everything like that. And he's looking for the right reason, the right time and the right artist. He doesn't feel like he has to. It's not about money. Like he said in the last clip has nothing to do about money. He honestly loves and enjoys this and is looking to only come out with masterpieces each and every single solitary time, right? For that, it made me like, once again, shout out to Moose for allowing us to do this podcast because I'm learning something new and trying to put things in my own toolbox of like, yo, I need to be creating this every single day. I need to do something and say, this has been done every single day. So if for whatever reason, something has happened, right? My creations are there and cannot be tapped with. Like you cannot sit here and say there was ever a period that Nikki fell off. Because I've worked on my stuff every single day, you know. Some people, when they're gone, they could put out maybe one or two more products, one or two more albums, one or two more things. But then that's it. And we have to live off their mem- um, their memories. Tupac probably still has nine hundred songs that is unreleased, right? All produced by Dre too. Yummy. Know <laughs> like right. right that's real um there was a and we're going to get into an interview that he did with LL like he does collaborations with artists and those still don't even come out cuz even in the interview that he said was like yo me and L have tracks and maybe we'll put it out maybe we won't because wow. he's he's really creating because That's his first love and whatever comes out that is worthy of coming out due to the timing and everything like that. Cool, but it's so amazing to see a legend of a person who is top five to some top two for me right to still work the way he does because he loves it. Not because of money, not because of anything else. Like, he understands my passion and my gift is going to allow me to do all these other things. The second I stop having fun with this is the second I'll stop. And people pray to have that. But they want the millionaire billionaire status. But you don't want to work on it every day and only have two years off in twenty-seven years.
1: Wow, two weeks. Two weeks, t-
0: date, whatever. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like you don't want to do that, but you want that. You want the Dre status. You want to get, uh, you know, bought out by Apple. You know, but how if. You don't have that work ethic. We we continuously see the same themes with certain celebrities, certain legends. And it's definitely the work ethic. You don't really see them stop. Ever. Ever, ever. That's why I need the, the 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 Dre one. Ever, ever? The outcast joint? Right, 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 I need right.
1: that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. need that for sure. Yeah.
0: But um we We sit here and we try to study the greats, but we don't really put the action and execute like the greats. That's why we can look at Dre and be like, we can't wait till something comes out because we know how much you work. We know how much music you put out. Where is it? And it makes the value go up. Not because he works a few and he never puts it out. He works every single day, and you still don't hear it. Like yo, I would love to hear this beat by this and what you did with L. What you? He has hundreds of unreleased Eminem songs. What? Securing two legacies. They're good.
1: Okay, that's real.
0: What are we doing every single day to make sure our legacy is great, that our brand is good, that our business is going to last way longer after we die, maybe nine times? Yummy. Know I, mean? I feel happens. like we all live nine times. Yummy. I'm just saying. I love
1: it. That's good, Nick. That's fire. I love it. That's so real. Um, let me say this, man. First off, shout out to the flight assessment. Shout out to the flight assessment, y'all. Let me tell you why this is so important. <laughs> All right. It's all right. It's all right. We're going to do it right now. We're going to do it right now. You're going to see that we're about that life. You're going to see we're about ew. that life. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So let me give you a quick rundown, right? For those who don't know, if this is your first time listening, if you've been living under a rock, mean the flight assessment, it's, it's, it's embedded into every single part of this and not because we're trying to sell it. Believe me. It's because it's really the way that allows you to personalize what we're what we're talking about here for you, right? So you could take Dr. Dre's blueprint and make it yours and figure out how to do that. Or is it good for you or not, right? Because I think a big part of success is also knowing what mistakes to avoid or what things not to do, right? Just as much as it is doing things, it's also do, not doing certain concepts of it. So simply put, let me just put it this way, a quick review, which we would normally do in the beginning, but you'll get it uh, a couple minutes into the episode. Based off of the four dominant personality types that we know exist in the world. But really, it's measuring four main concepts. And I'll put it this way, right? Just to give it a nice little spin. It's measuring how you go about making decisions, how you interact with people, the speed that you like to work at, and how much structure of rules you like within your environment. So that's why we say that each one of these represents One of the flight characters or the airport characters, because at the height of that level, you'll start to see, oh, that's the pilot. That's very determined, very decisive. And those who score high in that category, that's what we see of them. You get the idea, right? It's that concept of each one of these exists in the world. When you know which one of these you are, you can work the way you need to work to duplicate a success of a dre to duplicate a success of an Inky or an ET or the many different greats that we've honored and highlighted on this show. It's that concept of understanding who you are first so you can duplicate the success that you're seeing or that you idolize. That's for the flight assessment piece. Let me add this second part for everyone listening because I love the challenge that you put out there, Nix. And I'm going to turn what you said even into a challenge a little bit for everyone listening like, yo, are you working every day? And I'm mm. not saying work 8, 10, 12 hours a day. I'm not saying that because I don't do that anymore, All right? At least not every day. But there are certain pockets. Every single day, there is work being done to perfect and master the craft. Every single day, religiously, seven days a week, something is happening where that concept of progressing toward becoming better in the lane is happening. What I'm going to challenge you guys to do on top of that is to really reflect and say, yo, are my goals really mine? Are my goals really mine or are they borrowed based on what's popular out on the Internet or what someone planted into my, you know, subconscious or unconscious mind? Because that's a big part of the challenge, Nikki, when you see someone like Dre. And sometimes even for some of us, it may be difficult to understand, like, yo, why are you holding back all this great music and all this information or all of these things, you know, from the world where people can enjoy? Because in his mind, it's like, well... It only makes sense to me and it only needs to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to bother dis- explaining it. So if someone were to go out and say, oh, I'm doing this because it's what Dre did. But that's not how it makes sense in your world. You're borrowing the goal from somebody else. You're going to copy and not create the same results. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying, in addition to this, of like, I absolutely do the work, but also really challenge yourself. Like, yo, what's the, what's the science? What's the method behind all of this? Is this goal really yours? That's good. That...
0: I'm just going to go to the next clip. That was good.
2: good, anyway. Let's talk about some of the big hits. Your favorite. I can't. You know, why? I, I get asked that question all the time. And all my answer is always the next one. You know? The next one. The, yeah, whatever I'm doing next, that's my favorite. Whatever I'm working on right now, whatever I'm going to do next, that's my favorite. Because like I said earlier in this... I don't listen to my music. Once it comes out, I never listen to it again. Nobody ever. nobody is allowed to play it around me in my house, which yeah. is a little bit of a problem. But when it comes out, it's business.
0: First off, that's crazy that he doesn't listen to anything he's that's ever bananas.
1: done. Yeah, that's bananas.
0: Anything, but at the same time, that is probably the reason he works every day. Because you're not caught up in your old achievements. Mm. You're not caught up in the, the last hit. You know, what everybody was ranting and raving about. You don't even know what the big deal is about. Because you're already on to the next one. Like I heard that and I was like, do we get too caught up of what worked in the past? or how great this was. We're still on our, you know, in third grade I won first class and it's like yay. Yeah. <laughs> yay. <"Yeah." laughs> like what? Like I was I was the uh 1994 Olympian. But what were you in 2020? Like what about that? So uh, and, and I, like I wanted you to go first but I wanted to address it because I'm just That's like good. yo it makes so much sense of why he has the work ethic he does because he doesn't look back. So okay. it's always a brand new day. It's always like, yo, know, I never did this before. I never created a hit. So I still have that hunger to create the hit because I never created a hit. I never created anything that worked before. So today I will. Boom, there it is, right? And then also understanding of living in the moment, Like certain things are going to inspire you and you don't necessarily have that pressure to do it again because it's a new day. Then you don't remember it from before because I know a lot of people will have the expectations or the responsibilities of beating your last achievement, your last goal, your last hit or whatever it is. You feel that pressure and the way he thinks is almost as if, you know what? I don't particularly care. Like, I was in this state of mind. I was doing this. that did this result. Great. I'm out to do another result. I'm out to impact somebody else and do this and collaborate with other people and have a new sense of of, you know, clarity and direction with something else. So... It's um, it's refreshing to be like almost like a a, a Groundhog's Day kind of vibe, like brand new day. Every single like, oh, wait, hold yeah. on. Like. I'm not looking at the path. OK, we'll just do this again. Oh, no. Oh, we'll do this again. OK. And it's not chasing a hit no more. It keeps you in that creative vibe. You stay creative because you don't know what worked before. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Once again, thank you. Because of you, now I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna look at nothing I did before. Bump
1: that. I
0: don't care. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, I mean it's um, you know, and, and thanks to you too, honestly, for making this what it is. And uh but but it's really dope because you know, I I think it's a true winner's mentality. Right. I think it was it's also and you'll start to see some patterns among some of the more successful people. Like Tom Brady also answered that same question the next way. It's like, yo, you won multiple Super Bowls, which is your favorite? He said the next one. It's like that's the same exact mentality. Right. It's like, oh, none none of what I did in the past qualifies me to or excuses me from succeeding again in the Mm -hmm. future or today. Right. So I love that mentality of like, all right, continue to really maximize what you've been created to do as opposed to hanging on what you've done in the past and allowing that to be the thing that gives you the pass or the write-off to say, well, I did it, you know, like you said, five, 10 years ago. Like, I'm good on that, right? I don't got to do it today. And it's that mentality of, nope, keep building, keep building, keep building. And, and the body of work that you have to show, you know, it's, it's always something that it's really just, it's, it's, there's no debate. Right. Like mm-hmm. and that, that's one of the things about some of the people who are really at the top of the class. You can't even debate. Like it's hard to say, oh, well, you know, Dre got lucky. Right. Really? <laughs> really? How did he get lucky with, you know, thousands of songs produced? You know, hundreds of millions of albums sold worldwide. So I think, yeah, it gives you a fresh perspective of like, man, again, one of those patterns or one of those things that you'll see in everyone is that that work ethic in some shape or form. It works for them.
0: Right. And so here's my question to you, right? Why do you think people hold the past? Like, why do you think people stay so close to what they accomplished before? Is it um, that they're scared that they can't do it again?
1: Yeah. But I was going to say it's the fear of change. Mm. It's It's the fear of change of feeling like, man, well, I have to reinvent myself to go out and redo what I did in the past where I can just stay the same and hang on to this accomplishment in the past because it allows me to continue being me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think there's a part of, of it where people begin to feel like, Oh, well this is going to require me to do something I haven't done before or walk into unmarked territory. And that's not something I want to explore or build on. So that piece of it, I believe is one of the contributing reasons you know, for keeping people stuck or continuing to hang on to the past a lot.
0: Yeah, that, I just find that, like, how how amazing it is for some to not look at it and for others to hold it so close. So what is, I, I and, and you answered it, but just like, why? Like, why yeah. one can be like, eh. and And I think of it, you know, of course, for me, I always think of it from a, content standpoint like some people like focus on maybe the content that they just put out the product that they put out and they hold on to it for so long that they didn't create anything afterwards right and so when that finally dies it dies and then there's other people that create and create and create and create and finally something hits that maybe have that they did five months ago so when people are checking it now they have five months worth of new stuff yeah so now new stuff are still getting more love because they're being you know like oh snap like they have this body of work you know so it's almost better to let it go and go with something new each and every single solitary time because you're building out your body of work, you're building out your legacy and what people know of you, instead of just like, I work so hard on this, and I'm just gonna hold on to it for the whole time. So, yeah, I thought that was dope, I don't know. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure.
0: I don't know, but um, let's get into what critics say.
2: No, I don't, I don't ever feel the responsibility, um, to impress people with with my music. I do feel like I got to get in and do do um my music to the best of my ability, you know? And I feel like I'm my worst critic, you know? If if I'm not digging it, it ain't the shit, you know? So um the critics out there can basically like kiss my ass straight up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought, I thought that, that one is, uh, is, is really well suited for you, Nick's. I think you need to leave with this. So. <laughs> Kiss my ace, like, like CJ would say. Kiss my ace.
0: So, um, this thing. Uh, it, it, it's been going on with the theme, what we've been saying, that Dre has no pressure or responsibility to anybody. Right. And so he creates for himself and not necessarily for the world. Now. What he puts out to the world, if it's if it fits cool, right? if it makes sense, cool. But he really creates on a regular basis for himself because of the love of what he does. So he believes Like until you're in my shoes, until you've created as much as I have, until you've done the accomplishments or even just walked the path that I have, you really can't say anything at all. And I look at that because we deal with a day and age of people who are trolls and people who are just in other people's comments saying whatever they want. But what is your credibility? What is your stats? What have you done that is almost even similar To what I do, if not sit down I'm not going to say what he said But I'm going to say sit down, right? And But it is a real life thing in this day and age that people are scared of what others may think But if you're doing it because you love to do it If you're doing it because it makes you happy and it's a passion And you're doing it that this passion happens to make you money Maybe these people who are saying it are broke. Maybe these other people who are saying it just are bored or have their own insecurities, have their own fears that they know they can't do it, but you're doing it. And they just don't understand because they don't see it within their own life. Critics are always going to say whatever it is. If you lead with doing it because you want to. Not because you're responsible to, not because you have to, but because you want to, whatever anybody else says, it doesn't matter because it shouldn't steer you left and right from what you want to do. So, And as you get higher in your status, whether you make millions of dollars in your business or whether you get millions of followers, right? You're going to get people who don't like you. You're going to get people who wish they were in your shoes doing the things that you do. Right. You have to remember it's not about them. It's really about why you started. And for him, he started because he loved the art. He loved creating. He didn't do it for money. He didn't do it for uh For anything else, what was great from one of the interviews, and I was going to put it, but eh, I didn't, I didn't. But in one of the interviews, I think in the LL interview, he was talking about the beginning of his career. And when he learned how to become a DJ and the reason why he is in the industry he is in, because he love the control that it had on people like music allows like will shift your whole mood. Like you could be sad and all of a sudden you hear a song and you feel happy, you know, you can slow down the beat and all of a sudden you're in deep thought and he loved the control that it had. And that's why he started with a, as a DJ to become a producer, right? But it's all because of, what he loved about that particular industry not because of what people were saying about it not because of how much money it would make so you have to remember when people are talking like unless they do what you do unless they've achieved what you've achieved even done the sacrifices the risks the dares and everything like that unless they do that they can sit down hmm. period
1: i love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because you think you think about what a critic does to your life, you know it, it really robs you of being yourself. right? Mm-hmm. It, it, allow, it takes away the meaning and, and the flavor of why you do what you do. But to be told, I think without that mindset, Dr. Dre doesn't start beats. You know he, he doesn't even get to that opportunity. You know, maybe we can touch on it really quickly here, but, you know, the whole concept again behind Beats as we talked about from a business standpoint was to give the, adapt to the marketplace or or how changes are happening into how consumers are behaving in the marketplace with the, with the growth of the iPad, right? right? That was, or excuse me, I say the iPod, right? It was like, you know, music is now being streamed. It's all digital. It was no longer being consumed where people would normally and how they would normally consume it. But at the time, the headphones that came with every electronic was just the cheap ones. It was like Monster and just the whatever ones that came with you know, the Apple products at the time. And it, it was almost a status symbol to have the white headphones that represented, oh, you have an Apple product. Right. But the quality was terrible. So his critics at the time, Nick's, were all saying this is a terrible idea. Don't start this. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't start Beats by Dre, right? It doesn't make sense. They're overpriced. No one is going to want them. You're banking on, you know, the, the culture or the sneaker industry to kind of help you build this brand, and it's not going to work. And thankfully, he continued to do so. Again, we talked about his collaborative or uh, his collaboration, his partnership with- I was uh, like,
0: that's a new one.
1: That's good. <laughs> Collaborate and <laughs> partnership You bring them together Collaboration you know? That's what we got with E Collaboration <laughs> We got a collaboration <laughs> That's it <laughs> I love it So you know He, he goes on to partner with. us put it on e- his shirt
0: Somebody trademarked that For us real quick I'm just for saying yeah, You yeah, heard yeah. it from
1: us first Experience <laughs> I love it But he goes on to Form this partnership And They go on And continue to do it We talked about it And I love th- This was so dope Just uh, from from a production standpoint, when how we do the research, it reiterated and brought up a story that we talked about in the LeBron James episode, when they talked about one of the concepts that really helped the Beats brand elevate and go to new heights was when LeBron gifted a pair of headphones to all of the basketball, uh, uh, I think it was the the Olympic team at the time going to Beijing for the Olympics, and and. Everyone seeing them walk in with those headphones, that was an automatic star power that was like, whoa, you know, people now started wanting those headphones. It became a cultural symbol. So, mm-hmm. again, you go back to the start of that. If he entertains, what, what would what And crazy thing is critics sometimes even often appear as people who are just giving you sound advice. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, don't do that. Like, play it safe. Like, that's not a good move. I don't think it's going to work. And it may even appear as, as sound advice. But in reality, it's, it's, it's a critic, right? It's, it's someone who's pulling you away from what you could possibly achieve. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there, that w- without that type of mentality, Beast by Dre doesn't exist today. Mm.
0: Sheesh. Final clip.
2: Man, there's something in me that Mm -hmm. needs to get out creatively. And it's crazy. You know, I drive my wife crazy with this shit, man. It's just like something. I know the best thing that I've ever done is in me, and I'm having trouble finding it. I don't know where to go to get the inspiration. You Mm -hmm. know, I don't know. I know I've done a lot of great things, but I feel like I haven't done the best thing yet. I actually feel like that, too. I don't know if it's something that keeps me going Mm -hmm. or if it's something that I can actually make a reality. I'm not sure.
0: Can we talk about how every great says they don't feel like they've reached their potential? Like the fact that LL Cool J and Dr. Dre were in that interview, like LL was uh, interviewing Dre, and he was like, "Yeah, me too. I know exactly what you feel." Right? Like, yo, do you know what you've accomplished? Seriously. And you still feel Like I feel that way But I feel that way because I haven't accomplished Now nothing near Compared to those two Right so yeah. My question to you is Is there Will they ever Feel Complete With maybe what they think Their mission is
1: No no, I don't think so Yeah. And it's 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 just a common theme of all greats Mm -hmm. because and, and it's really a human trait as well. It's just our ability to often underestimate what we're truly capable of. So you you conceptualize a dream, you pursue it, you accomplish it and you get there and you probably don't take into account the experience, the know how and the practice, how that made you better during that time. Mm-hmm. So you get to your destination, you look around like, mm, okay, uh, this is good. It's great. I think I could do better. Like I, I want, I want the next challenge, and that pursuit, right? Is it's refreshing, it's refueling, but you you actually see what you're truly capable of. And I think it, it it one of the things you always hear people say is, "Man, if I knew then what I know now, right?" Right, and that's part of that process. It's like you get to a new goal or a new part of your life, and you're like, man, but look at all the stuff I've accumulated now just in my understanding of people and and communication and this and that and the skill itself or the art itself. I can do better. So I don't think greats ever really feel fully accomplished.
0: That's, that's crazy though. And yeah. I, like, once again, I pray I have these problems, Me you too. know? I pray I have these problems like, oh, I've I've made millions and, um, you know, done so many accolades that I I just, I feel like I haven't even gone close to what I'm supposed
1: to do, right? Right.
0: Like, what? You're 50-something years old.
1: Been in the industry since 15. Right. That's the stuff that drives me bonkers. Right you know, like the people started so early yeah
0: like you've you've worked with the best you've seen them come and go. you did an interview right um that literally says, "Yo, we're trying to at least be number two to Apple, right just n- number two to Apple products, and they got bought out by Apple. Like, the fact that that was documented is super dope, by the way. But Very But what more did you want? Now, clearly, Dr. Dre, listen, I know you don't do many interviews, actually none. But if you ever feel like you want to just answer that one question, you not have to do a whole interview, but just that one question of what is left for you, please come to Nikki and Moose. Please come to Nicky Moose, because I would love to know that for your brand, for your legacy, what else is there for you? Because I, you're known as like the top two. Right. What? That's crazy to me.
1: Let me let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm curious to get your thought on this. What's that? Uh, there, there was a clip with, you know, uh, his partner in the business that he said. I'm leaving the company because I got it as far as it can go, Mm -hmm. but it still has room to grow. Right. Do you think that you'd ever, or do you think that's the right decision or would you do something similar where it's like, man, I've gotten a company or the brand to as big as I can possibly make it. I'm going to walk away and give it to someone else. Now, here's the two sides of it I want you to consider. Mm-hmm. From one side of it, you could be like, well, this person may be more experienced, they may be more talented, they may be better equipped for where the market's going, cool, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But from another part of it, it's like, but I don't know that they're going to have the same heart that you have for your brand, like you're a baby in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's your approach with something like that when, when considering growth and you know uh, feeling like you haven't done much, would you continue the journey? Or would you give it to someone else in hopes of, no, they're better equipped to make it happen for me?
0: I mean, so I'm going I'm to answer it from a standpoint of myself and then kind of the mindsets that I've seen people in, right? So for yeah. myself, I don't, I don't know if I can let go of something that I feel is going to work, you know? I I will do all that I can and position people where I need them to be to make sure it works, get maybe some extra help and advise me and become a student more than a leader at that point. But I don't know if I can let it go per se. Right. The But from other things, like depending on where you learn business from, people are taught. You build a business to sell it. You build a business to let it go and to create something else, right? So, from that standpoint, here, go take it. I got to go do this, right? For me personally, I don't put myself into something I don't think is not going to work. I don't fail forward. That's not my thing. Never do that, right? Shout out to those who do. That's not no shade or anything. I personally... Make strategic moves to avoid that. So I'm going to go with it till the wheels fall off. And that may be not the greatest thing. But I have that much belief that I have to make this work. Period. So I won't let it go and give that position to somebody else. But I will surround myself with everybody that's needed to build me up for it to be successful and to build them up t- so their departments could kill it wow so that's just me though
1: that's what about, great you? Mix. What about you yeah no that's good that's a great question i i i'm asking him because I honestly don't know like you know to listen to to him say that it's like man can you love a thing so much that you let it go it sounds like a relationship i don't know it sounds like a like uh, The Notebook. I don't know. It sounds like a crazy <laughs> love story in a sense. Right. Like, man, I love I loved this company so much that I feel like I can no longer help it grow. So I'm the best thing to do is walk away. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough decision because you're talking about walking away from something that you built right. with the hopes that somebody else will care for it as much as you do. Like, I, you know, it's... So, but I love how you put that because it's true. Like business people are taught to, you know, you, you build something to sell it. That's, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a great way to look at it.
0: Crazy. I don't know. Can't be me, but you know, Hey, what? I'm just saying, but, um, real quick announcement, real quick announcement. Uh, follow us on social media. Okay. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Nikki and Moose everywhere okay go follow us and on i was about to say fridays i don't know why um tuesdays at 7:30 p.m. eastern 6:30 p.m. central sometime in west coast cuz i could always forget it right but y'all know where my heart is we go live on facebook every tuesday go check that out but no anyways Yeah. Dope conversations. Dope and funny and silly. But anyways, um, thank you Moose for this episode, because to be honest, we were struggling this week. We were struggling. We were like, yo, what are we going to do? Oh, my goodness. This man doesn't have a lot of interviews. How are we going to do this? And to be honest, it worked out very well. Like I learned like the biggest thing was to work every day, every day, (laughs) work every day, every day. Like I'm doing something wrong. Have I put that much work in? If I want to be on that status, you know, I do believe in recharge and all that great stuff. But at the same time, like, do I deserve it at this moment? Like, have I reached certain levels? Like, I respect that. Because I honestly yeah. love what I do. So it's not yeah. really work. I don't necessarily need a super, like, oh, my God, I need, like, nine-week vacation. And I need this, then and the third. And lay on the yeah. beach and catch COVID and everything like that. You know, I need all that. Which I'm still mad that somebody said, yo, you haven't caught COVID yet? No. No, Crazy. no, I haven't. Crazy. No, Crazy. but uh, <laughs> but Crazy. that alone is just like I can understand why Tupac is Tupac. I can understand why Dre is Dre. I can understand why some of the greats, you know, Jordan was Jordan and Kobe was Kobe because they did it every day because they loved it. You know, so absolutely, if I I can't sit here and say I love what I do but not do it every day.
1: Yeah, Like not, yeah. you
0: know, but this is me. What That's about true. you?
1: That's true. I like that. No, I agree. I kind of like this. This is maybe an introduction to a new segment. It's like biggest takeaway, you know, from the episode. Man, I, I've I've been so big on this uh, this year. There's a few themes that are growing on me, but I think from this episode specifically, it's like, you know, it, it can be the art for you above the money, but whichever it is for you, just, just live true to that. S- stop changing it, you know, and I, I love it was the very first clip. Like art, you know, he loves the art, enjoys that above the money. And it it allows you to know that there's more than one way to a similar destination. I won't say the same destination, but a similar destination. But the the idea of consistently really comes from you staying true to what your values are. So the fact that he values the art and you see that the value is it shows up in his work ethic. And both of those show up in the quality and the stuff that he puts out and that has created you know the the success and the the financial success and all of that comes from it it's like he's sticking true to what works for his formula so it's like continue to figure out what's our formula you know enhance and improve that and make that a bigger thing what are you uh, what are you thinking about his his uh, his score what do you think he, he is most of you know from a flight assessment standpoint would you say pilot Browns crew, you know, the whole, yeah, what are you thinking on that?
0: So I'm not going to do the whole battle thing that we always do. I'm just going to go straight to it. Yeah, I think, and, and we have this conversation, I think he's uh, a low-key, not low-key, but air traffic controller. I yeah. really think that. I get yeah. more that with grounds crew kind of vibes just because and maybe like very little but the collaboration vibe gives me like a flight attendant but i don't know but he loves to collaborate like loves yeah. to collaborate like it only makes sense to work with other people right but clearly um his his work ethic and strategically making albums and strategic his whole thing is perfection like we're still waiting on detox because it's not perfect because Mm. he doesn't feel right about it you know that screamed to me like okay yeah my guy you're you're your whole air trap controller like but (laughs) when i heard but there's still things that like with the control thing like i love music because it controls the people i was like "Er, hold on I know that word i know I know what that means, but I mean in totality, I would say um air traffic controller
1: a hundred percent definitely Yay. a primary air traffic control, uh just because of the process, the way he works, how he positions himself as it relates to you know not being so much out there or in front of people right uh, but also for those who are very familiar with the with the concept, I would say he's possibly. Uh, a, a flight attendant as well, mm-hmm. right? Because you see that in some areas he can kind of get really comfortable and, and really put himself out there. But, but we know that those two are, are two traits that when they show up simultaneously, they can almost create conflict with one another because it's like you're fighting yourself. So you see like in some cases, yes, he understands the need for collaboration, but he's also oh, you know, overly analytical in terms of wanting things to be absolutely perfect. I understand that i have to put out music but i i love the art so it's like you're going with this back and forth so i see some of that uh you know in in his personality or how he carries himself but for sure that air traffic control i would i would bet that it's uh that it's up there
0: fuego so first off i should have said this earlier but shout out to our youtube viewers Shout out to our podcast listeners. Thank you very much. Thank you for subscribing or just listening to this first episode. Go back to the other ones. But Moose, final words.
1: Yeah. Make sure that your goals aren't borrowed, man. I think if uh, there's anything that you're going to take away from this journey as you look over and review Dre's life is that he's staying true to himself because his goals are truly his. He's doing what matters to him and it's not a copy or a mirror duplicating somebody else's idea of what it means to be successful. It's figuring out what matters to him to most. So to you all say, make sure your goals are yours and not borrowed. <laughs>